0: All right, I messed up again. Like I said before, normally I do the intro like right after we do the episode, so that I can keep it fresh in my mind what we were talking about. But I didn't. I waited until the next day, so I fucked up again. So um, yeah, we talk about sports. I don't really know how I'm gonna do. Actually, I know what I can talk about in this intro. I might be a little too late, maybe six months too late on this. But let's—oh, six months? No, it's probably been like three. Let's talk about cyberpunk for a minute. Cyberpunk. It was okay, right? Well, if you need another reason to hate it, I got one for you right here. A few months ago, I'm in the mountains with some friends. We get this. Uh, we go to this bookstore. It was a cool little bookstore, actually. It was really sweet, and and the lady that worked there was like 90, and she was so sweet. I loved her. But anyway, I I, I see this book called Neuromancer, written by William Gibson, and it's got this really cool cover. And it's green, and it's got this really interesting cover. And I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. So I buy it. And it's literally like Cyberpunk is directly ripped off from this book, man. Like the city in it is called Night City, like, and then like the 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 stuff that they use to like you know protect themselves or whatever in the Matrix or whatever, it's called ice, just like it is in Night City in Cyberpunk. It's ridiculous. That game is. um I mean, I like it, but. I'll just be honest. It was a disappointment. Today's show, though, will not be a disappointment. Look, look at me being a podcast host. This is amazing. Anyway, it's not going to be a disappointment. A lot of laughs. We talk about sports, all of the sports, as I said before. Uh, quite a lot on Tom Wilson and his dirty hit. And we talk about UFC quite a bit, too, and the um, dirtiness that went on there today, So I uh, this weekend. So I guess today's show is like the big dirty. All right, that's enough. Let's start the show. Good. All right, welcome to this episode of Stone Sports. I am your host, Bert Whitby. As always, I have my co host, Double. Say what up, Dubs.
1: Transbutia from the right fucking person this time on <laughs> the right fucking day.
0: And Meach, what up, Meach? Transbutia. No.
2: <laughs> I wonder, no. Nah, I'm done. I'm done doing that. I just wanted to get a rise out of him a couple weeks in a row. What's up, guys? What's happening? How was the uh, weekend, boys? Alcohol filled. <laughs> yeah what about you meach good i'm just grilling up some stuff made some money in top shot uh made some money gambling lost some money gambling back to making money gambling so just <laughs> also alcohol riding food. the
1: roller coaster
2: we're not smoking right now but totally drinking nice good for
0: you bud. I, I sparked up before the before the show yeah i didn't do i mean we played Chell earlier this weekend but i i got star trek bridge crew so I've been playing that and uh, I watched uh a crazy Netflix documentary uh, about oh, murder among the Mormons I think is what it's called. I watched it last night. It's pretty intense. I don't really want to spoil it. So I'll have to check it out. It, Yeah, you should check it out. About
2: the like super like in Utah like the super like uh, what, what are they called? They're called super Mormons. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that like still believe in polygamy and shit.
0: No, no, it's not about that at all.
2: Oh, okay. It's
0: not about that at all. It's it's really intense. You should definitely check it out. So, uh, any nonsense today to start the show off, Dubs? You just want to move right into the baseball?
1: I got an Australian named Corey Philpot. He pulled a thirty-three hundred pound Ford Ranger twenty-six point two miles in sixteen hours and twelve minutes. Twenty-two miles. 26 miles. He Jesus did a marathon Christ. pulling a Ford Ranger.
0: I'm going to need you to stop using these at the beginning of the show because they're just making me feel useless as a human. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I lifted at a table like 10 minutes ago. I'm still out of
0: breath. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the other story
1: I was thinking about using was from Florida. And I was like, we've, we've had a lot of Florida people recently. We'll huh. switch Florida it up. man. Yeah, yeah you know I, mean? Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's no
0: way around it. Eventually, it's just going to be like all Florida in the news. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's do some baseball. Hit me. In
1: the
2: mouth. Uh, Punch him right I mean, in the
1: fucking face.
2: <laughs> hit this man in the face. Uh, the only thing I had for baseball, I mean, it's, it's, of course, in the swing of things. All the clubs have started spring training by now. Um, JBJ. <laughs> wow. JBJ signs with the Brewers. Uh, your boy gone for two years, $24 million. Um
1: Definitely didn't
2: m- get what he wanted. That's why he held no, out for so long. No, but long. he's also not that great of a player. Like, yeah, I don't I think, I didn't he, think was he was worth gonna, that much
1: money. No, he wasn't going to bring in a four-year, $50 he million like deal. He's like 250
2: a year, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And, he, I mean, he's good. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a solid outfielder. They're he's a little a two- bit packed in the outfielder because they, they're in the outfield. Um, so, one of the things I read said that maybe this means that they know that uh, Ryan Braun is retiring. Um, oh, I also possible. looked into it as maybe that they know that the DH is going to happen again this year. So, we'll see.
1: Um, But, yeah, JBJ. Solid contract. He's great defensively. His average and hitting is hit or miss. He gets streaky, but he's a career 230 hitter. So we'll see what he can bring to Milwaukee there. Uh, Another thing, the Indians had two players break COVID protocol, Franmil Reyes and Jose Ramirez. This is Reyes' second violation of the COVID protocol. If you recall last year when uh, Clevenger got busted, Reyes was a part of that as well. But apparently, the two went out to dinner after a spring training game, and that's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. So they are getting disciplined and forced to quarantine. The only other thing I had for baseball was Meech's new new favorite pitcher, Trevor Bauer, had a shutout inning with one eye closed
2: yeah and then called out Machado. (laughs) did you see him call out Machado afterwards (laughs) which is like he's already ingratiating his fans to his self to dodger fans honestly calling out manny what happened to his eye i didn't i didn't see all do what happened to his
1: eye he he just closed it oh he
2: just closed it because he quote unquote wanted a challenge yeah he's just flexing Nice, yeah. that's dope. Also, I believe they won the game and then started talking mad shit. Who cares? And I've heard <laughs> that like it's Yankees, Boston, and I'm like, what? What? are you, Who said that? Because whoever said that is the biggest idiot ever. I will say Agreed. the Dodgers Giants rivalry is 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 similar to that. Just like the Cubs Cardinals, like the, there are classic rivalries. They're not a part of that. They haven't been competitive for. 35 years. I mean, there who cares about the fucking Padre? (laughs) No one. So whoever made that comparison, and I don't know because I didn't read it, but that's the stupidest comparison I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's they're they're pretty irrelevant. So I think you have to be relevant to be a rival.
2: That's saying something for a league that has very, 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 very deep competitive. Rivalries in baseball. Like I mentioned, you have the Yankees-Red Sox, you have the Cubs-Cardinals, you have the Dodgers-Giants going back to their New York days. So, like, you have a lot of rivalries. That's not one of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the rivalries are so intense because they're so old most of the time. Right.
2: I mean, like I said...
0: Yeah, exactly. The
2: Dodger-Giant one goes back to fucking when they were both in New York. Exactly,
0: right. The Red Sox
1: and the Yankees have been playing each other since the fucking... Yeah, 1900s. Came. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And
2: you see trends in both of those. They're each competitive. The Dodgers right. have won eight, eight titles. The Giants have won three World Series titles like we're always fighting for the top of the division, not the last few years. But generally, it's us at the top of the West, and that's why. And the same thing with the the AL East, with you guys and the Yankees, and the same thing with the Central, with the Cards and the Cubs. Like those are classic rivalries, not only because they go back so far, but because each team is competitive and right. they can screw each other over for the postseason.
0: Right. Yeah, you have to be relevant to be a rivalry. Right. Like that. That's just the end of that. Any other the Padres, baseball stuff?
1: The Padres again. They're on the uptick. They're not there yet. We'll see what happens. See,
2: they're they still, signed- again, they're
1: not relevant. They haven't been. They got a lot of buzz and hype around them because of the signings and Tatis and all that shit. But you got to prove it, and you got to be. And we'll st- see because, like I the said, top. they've
2: done this before. A couple years ago, they loaded up on payroll that ended quickly. They just signed someone to the largest contract that has not even played a combined season. Like they still have so much money out, and I still don't know where they're getting it. This could be a house of cards. So, like. Let's wait and see. Like, could it be? No, never. But it, it could be more competitive than it has been for the last 30 years. That being said, I it won't ever take over. There's one team I love to see lose, and it's the Giants. So, like, you, you can't. Yeah. And at some point, that's built in. Like, you just can't. Oh, right. Can't I'm the same way with that.
1: the Yankees. The Yankees lose, I get yeah. happy. Doesn't yeah, matter I get if it. I do it. Doesn't matter if I had a hand in it. I just like seeing to lose.
0: Yeah. And like, even yeah. if that team, whatever that team is for you, like starts to do like consistently poorly in the league, you're still going to, like, you're still, like me said, it's like programmed them, in. Like, yeah, it's never going away.
1: And they're last in the division.
0: It doesn't matter. You're still like, yes. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> Rangers just beat the Devils twice. And like, both times I was like, fuck you. And it's
1: Just like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit, though. Um, let's do some basketball dubs. Absolutely. Uh, LaMelo Ball,
1: first rookie in 60 years to lead all rookies in points, rebounds, assists, and steals going into the all-star break. It's a big uh, accomplishment there for LaMelo Ball.
2: He's looking like the real deal too. I mean, honestly, he's he been looks,
1: killing it for Charlotte.
2: Right. He he's kind of reminds me of John Morant as much of a different maker as he was. Not not like the play styles or anything. I don't watch that bas- that much basketball, so I wouldn't know. But like how what how much of a difference maker he was for a team that would otherwise be fairly irrelevant.
1: You know who he reminds me of, like as a rookie right now, Tyreek Evans up in Sacramento back in the day where he's just like yeah. putting the team completely on his back. I hope his career. Yeah. I hope his uh, career turns out better than Evans. Not that Evans has had a bad career. He's been around the NBA forever, but that rookie year, everyone was like, Oh, this guy's like got next. And he never took that next step after that. But lamelo has been killing it. I don't
2: Hopefully have anything against to him. I hate his father, but, you know, I yes. kind of feel bad for all of them for having to deal with that. You know that that's one of the reasons he didn't get drafted. Like, there were people questioning him during the draft, you know, is because of that. Like Yeah,
1: because of what he did fucking three years ago with Lawrence.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and so you actually, I, I actually don't mind the kids. Like, I feel kind of bad for some of them um, because they have to deal with this shit. Yeah,
1: I mean... It, We'll see if I mean was well, younger, he's more outspoken than Lonzo was. But Lonzo seems like he just wants to fucking play basketball.
2: Well, and people to you know, forget about the fact that he can't shoot or hey. uh, despite the fact being a point guard handling the ball at the end of games has like a forty percent fucking free throw percentage. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that part. The the handling the ball at the end of games part is tough. But his shooting's been phenomenal lately.
2: He's Uh, up like 13%. Yeah,
1: he's up like like 13% the last month.
2: Yeah, okay. I was going to say, because I feel like earlier in the year it was not. Yeah,
1: because we're looking at trading him, and now they're talking about taking him off the block because he's like turning around.
2: Yeah, We'll see. They could swing
1: back the other way just as quickly.
2: His style of point guard is still valuable in the NBA. I mean, look at what. Look at what Chris Paul has done for the Suns. I mean, there is still a pass-first point guard to be available in the NBA. It still can work that way for your team, Um, but you have to be able to shoot at the the end of games because if you're the one controlling the flow of offense, you have to be able to put down free throws. For sure.
1: Uh, Kobe Bryant rookie card sells for 1.8 mil. A hefty little price woo! tag there. Good God yeah, Almighty! Sports
2: memorabilia is through the roof right now.
1: That's what I said, Birdie. I said you Right?
2: <laughs> I look at.
1: Woo! I says woo. <laughs> the whistles go woo. The whistles go woo. It's a new fad. It's called whistle tips.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that YouTube video, what is it called? though? It's
1: just Google bub rub and little sis, and it will come up. <laughs> It's great Phenomenal The whistles go woo But anyway, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid All ruled out of the All-Star game Simmons and Embiid were in close proximity With a barber who tested positive for COVID-19 Same situation we had with the Chiefs before Super Bowl week And uh, Devin Booker just got injured And he is getting replaced by first-time All-Star Mike Conley (laughs) Fucking took a while, but we finally got there. Everyone calls Conley the best player to never make an all-star game, and that will finally get taken off his resume.
2: That man's also gotten paid. I mean, I think he is over $200 for his career. He has gotten... Probably. So, you know, snub with a grain of salt, I feel like.
1: Yeah, we played 10 years in Memphis, and now he's got a fat contract in Utah.
2: Yeah, and he got that huge contract in Memphis. You know, right, so because they were competitive when him and Gasol were there. Um, Zebo, okay.
1: who Zach Randolph?
2: Oh, yeah, Zach Randolph, Rudy Gay. Uh, Rudy Gay is a early stud.
1: he's on the Spurs right now, still kicking. Yeah, he was
2: uh, on the Kings fairly recently.
1: Yep, yeah. uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, fine for criticizing officiating. So they called out the officials after a loss the other night and the league propped. They find him. him? Yeah. What'd they I say? Mean,
0: like, the league said...
1: or the official or
0: no. What did they say about the officials? I got a far. Like, did it cross it a line
2: in short? Not, not like, Oh yeah. In short, not, not like verbatim, um, but just kind of summarizing. He said that they don't get calls because they're a small market team and that they don't, no one wants to see Utah win, essentially, is what they said.
1: Ah, uh, okay. All right. Mitchell got fined 25 grand and Gobert
0: got called, got fined 20 grand. Because at first I was like, I mean, you should be able to call out the officials, but there is a line in the sand, and if you cross nah, it, you should face most action. Most leagues
2: will not. That's not okay with most leagues.
0: No, I, I agree, but I'm not saying whether or not it's okay. I'm saying it kind of should be. Like If an official makes a bad call, like they need to hear about it, but there is a line in the sand, and if you cross it, you should face action for that consequences that's the word i feel like there's I'm so not good really at a
2: shortage of them hearing about it from yeah uh, the online trolls at the moment none but, i mean if <laughs> i was if i was an official in of any
0: major sport i would not be online it would just be I that simple either. yeah I would just <laughs> come home eat
1: dinner go to bed go back
0: <laughs> yeah get up every day look in the mirror say be careful out there and go do my job <laughs> Yeah,
2: pretty much dude
1: the life of an NBA ref anywhere <laughs>
2: anywhere yeah
1: fucking rec league ref but uh,
2: high school baseball, you keep seeing those fucking brawls bake it break break out. Jesus. We're both I, good at English. Love
1: a, I love yeah, a bench yeah. clearing brawl.
2: Yeah, I'm not smoking, but I still have that's just this is just me constantly, apparently.
1: Uh Blake Griffin bought out of his contract by the Pistons. We figured that was coming, but that is the biggest buyout in NBA history at almost
0: forty million dollars. Yeesh that's a lot of money that's crazy a lot of money money for him yeah yeah just bought out yeah
1: that's that's a lot i mean that but you got to look back at the contract there and be like i mean like like when we talked about when
2: they acquired both him and drummond i think everyone was kind of left itching their head like why and i mean i think they did it to sell seats honestly i mean blake griffin's a name in the nba no one talks about him anymore, but I'm sure he draws more than you know. But
1: even if Drummond and Griffin were at the top of their game, you don't like th- today's NBA doesn't win with dominant post presence. You need a dominant you could. win. I you- mean,
2: you could flip it on its head. Like you could try doing that. Um, you know, if you're typically are the bigger last than everyone else, then you, that could be a path, but you have to have a team around them and right. they didn't have a team around them. They just went out and acquired two veteran players for no reason. And that just can't happen. I mean, even back in the day when it was dominated, you could still kick out to the edge. If you had someone to shoot, you know, like you have to have a team. Well, even when they were together. to
1: do you remember that first year that Griffin went there, they had Griffin and Drummond, and then Spencer Dinwiddie was getting all the fucking recognition like on social media and shit because he was actually putting up 20 a game. Yeah. And it's like the, they weren't even like the main option. <laughs> I, I just don't feel that that's the way the NBA is going. I wish you could win with that being the formula. I mean, you like could the win, Robinson Dunkin at
2: some point. We'll see it at some point because everyone, like like Dan Patrick says all the time, everyone's trying to win by being the Warriors at this point, point. and that's not always how it works. You can't always do that. Um, so I mean, at some point we might see a dominant, you know, low post presence by two players. Those players are also going to be able to shoot probably a little bit, right. even if it's a mid range jumper. You can't only have like Jokic
1: and Embiid. They're dominant on right. the post, but they're not. They're multifaceted. Right. Another trade I could expect or another move I could expect happening soon. Uh Victor Oladipo. He's announced publicly he doesn't want to be in Houston. And him and his agent, it's well known around the league that they want to go to Miami in the summer. Uh only one year left on Oladipo's deal. And if you are if he has a site set on Miami and that's where he wants to go, a team trading for him is gonna be hesitant to give up too much if you're just renting him I yeah, mean, it's just like I mean, in baseball when you see the same shit at the deadline
2: yeah you got decide you could do, how much you could pull a raptors deal and just get i mean they won a championship they they got their guy for a year won a championship and you know are now done but at the end of the day, if you win a championship, I think it's worth it. But like you said, just as in baseball, guys with control on their contract go for more. You just get more out of them.
1: Right. But yeah, oladipo is somebody I could see moving to a contender in the next couple of weeks. Uh Chicago Bulls executive vice president says there won't be many sellers at the deadline. However, there's a lot of speculation that Levine and marketing could be sold off at basically their highest value possible. And that could just be a smokescreen by chicago bulls front office to try and bump the value even more on those two Uh, i mean at
2: some point you've reached your rebuilding threshold like at some point you have to try and build around those assets and try and sign them like i mean i get that everyone wants to rebuild and all that stuff and and there is something to be said for having an eye on the future but at some point you've been rebuilding for 20 years now i mean you haven't been relevant since i was in high school as the bulls
1: it's been a while yeah again we we've talked about this team before when they had rose They had a glimpse and a, you know, a moment,
2: but they they were there every year for like four years. So like they were always competitive for like four years. They never reached, you know, the championship, but you know, at some point you have to try and get back to that. And after 20 years of rebuilding, that hasn't happened. You might want to try and extend and rebuild. (laughs) Like people still want to play in Chicago. Like Chicago still got juice.
1: It seems like whenever a superstar it's free agency, the Bulls are still like in the mix to get them.
2: Yeah, like was, like New a superstar
1: York, landing spot. That's right, like, like New York is faded. it? Right.
2: New, the Knicks have faded. Chicago people still want to play from Chicago, and they still have the homegrown talent. Like people growing up being Bulls fans there. Like when you can bring that back. Like Derrick Rose was from Chicago. Anthony like, Davis
1: is from Chicago.
2: Exactly. Like people still, they still have enough of pull in the league. To be able to get that done. So at some point, you have to stop rebuilding and try and build a team. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, there was some NBA beef on Twitter. Good stuff to see. Uh, Antoine Walker took a shot at James Harden, basically saying you can't win with someone with his play style. And he praised the Celtics for not trading for him. The other bit of beef was between Larry Nance and Shannon Fry. Larry Nance basically was wishing everyone a happy Friday, except to the people that keep putting him in mock trades everywhere, which Larry Nance always seems to be somebody that that happens to. Uh, Channing Frye responded with, I wouldn't trade you for a broken shoelace and a pack of gum.
2: Yeah, and Yeesh. then Larry Nance dug a six-foot hole and put fucking Channing Frye in
1: it. Body bagged him. Charles, get the body bag. Because Larry Nance <laughs> murdered Channing Fry.
0: Absolutely. He
1: murderous. said, I literally got traded for you and a first round pick, which is true back <laughs> in like 2016 with the Cavs. That happened.
0: Yep.
2: Got him. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, you should probably watch your mouth before you start throwing down. That's what head, I thought. Right? Like Channing Fry
1: didn't hit the Wikipedia real quick. He didn't remember that all, that was the case.
2: <laughs> first of all, you're Channing Fry. Okay. First of all. Channing fry
1: I remember he went to take a three when he was on the Suns back when we had Garnett, and Garnett just punched him square in the dick, like while he was <laughs> shooting, and then yeah, he's he like
2: the just softest took the seven footer you've ever seen in your life. Oh, that was what all I, I had for basketball. I was,
0: though. I was gonna. I, that was such a good moment for a that's what she said joke. When Meech said he's the softest seven footer, come on, that was like perfect. I, I was I was on the fence about it. I'm glad I at least you know oh my said God. that. You
2: bring that up. I was literally watching the Office episode last night where they go to the convention and Jim has moved to Stanford, <laughs> and it's a great one. Jan's like, I can't I can't be holding your hand wherever you are. Wow. I can't remember what the fuck she said but it's a that's what she said moment and he literally just looks at her like come on come yeah, on. yeah. It's like him not saying anything is better than him saying that's what she said yeah. at that point in time because you know he wants to say it yeah so it's badly. so good i mean
0: i like the one oh, where yeah. it's like they're trying to tell him he can't make those jokes anymore and then oh, jim yeah. keeps setting him up and jim then he goes just like, off. that's what she said like it's so fucking good it's such a good moment and yeah, they like pull him back into so the, hard the office for yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, what that's a what she said. What a great then he
2: walks show.
0: back into the office. What a great show. All right, so let's talk some hockey. Now, we'll get to the biggest story of the week in a Wilson. minute. Yeah, we'll Jesus, get to that Birdie in a minute. just
2: fucking amped himself up there. Did you hear how how much how like intense Birdie just
0: that? I did I I don't know. I'm I'm I mean, I'm still. right, yeah, let's talk know. some gotta, hockey. Yeah, well, you know, I got to, you know, make it exciting. So, we'll get we'll <laughs> get to the hit in a minute, Dubs. Let's go over everything else first cuz that's the that's the meat really. That's the rub. So um, firstly, I guess we should uh, give got some nice thoughts and prayers to uh, Wayne Gretzky because his dad passed. And I don't mean to downplay that, but I almost had a fucking heart attack. Meech was playing Chell with me, and I like pulled up <laughs> the news, and it said Walter Gretzky died, and I thought it said Wayne. And for like 30 seconds, I was like, oh, fuck. Like I was about to be like, Meech, I got to go. And then (laughs) I got, I got to go, I got to go cry in the bathroom in the dark for like 30 minutes. (laughs) And then I realized it was his dad and I was like, that's fucked up and sad, you know, but so thoughts and prayers to Wayne. Um, I guess we could talk about the downfall of, well, downfall, I guess the continue. Yeah, exactly. The continual stay at the bottomless pit for the
1: Buffalo Sabres. Basically. I want, I was curious if you think they could blow it up before the season's over or if they'll wait till the offseason. I figured they'd wait till the offseason, but at this point, the writing's on the wall. It didn't work. I think I could Yeah,
0: I mean, I think, like, it's a little early because you normally in the season, what you see is you kind of wait closer to the trade deadline because teams kind of wait for the trade market to get set, you know? And then once it gets set, like, if the Sabres don't make any moves at the trade deadline, I will be surprised, but I don't think they're going to blow it up that early. It'll definitely be the offseason season. And like I said, I'm very, very high on the fact that Jack Eichel will be a New York Ranger. If certain things go (laughs) certain ways, Jack Eichel is going to be a New York Ranger. Which, you know, come on over, Jack. We'd love to have you. Um, Yeah, the Penguins in hot water here. Uh, Dubs brought this story to the table today, so I'll let him tell it. Go ahead, Dubs.
1: The Penguins, they posted to their Twitter account, like, having fans back in the arena and everything and how good it was. Uh, they photoshopped masks on everyone.
0: What the fuck? (laughs) Like, why? I don't know. Like,
1: I I I mean, some people probably still had them on. Right. I don't think everyone had them off, but yeah, they definitely like everyone that didn't. They're like, let's clean that up. I mean, I see that guy in row (laughs) 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 twenty-five.
0: I understand the 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 actual motivation behind it. But I don't understand how nobody stops and says, "Hey guys, like maybe we just shouldn't. Like maybe we just don't use that specific photo. I'm sure we have one photo where everyone has a mask on. Let's just use that photo." Like, right. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they gotcha, posted you it on Twitter to
2: actually wear a mask. Right? Right? That's, but other that than that, I don't really true. care. Like I everyone's already acting like the fucking thing is over. Like I I live in California, yeah. arguably one of the most liberal states. I went to get takeout from a restaurant last night and it was like a typical Saturday night, like before COVID happened. Like there were people everywhere. Yeah. Um, I went out to lunch last week.
0: It was the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, I I went to the grocery store yesterday. It was pretty much the same boat.
2: So I'm like, I don't care. Like this story, I I could care. Yeah.
0: I just think
1: it's funny. I thought it was funny. The immediate reaction on Twitter, like they posted it and everyone in the comments was like that that's photoshopped
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean to me it's just funny because it's like you see it more in hockey than other sports to be completely honest but every now and again a sports organization's like marketing team if you will just makes a decision that you're just like you like it's it was it didn't need to be made like there were eight things you could have done before you did this like it's it's hilarious um i guess you want to talk about kane and yandel playing their thousandth game which yandel to me that's I mean, that guy is – what a tough son of a bitch.
1: Like 860 straight games.
0: Yeah, yeah, straight starts, which in the NHL is like quite a fucking feat.
1: Yeah, there's only four people right now with active Ironman streaks. It's Brent Burns, Phil Kessel, Keith Yandel, and I'm blanking on the last one right now. Marlowe, Patrick Marlowe. Patrick
0: Marlowe. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we had Yandel, and I liked him, but – he didn't fit in our defensive system, which was a lack thereof. So. Yandela
1: went to the uh, prep school I deliver to all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's we also awesome. share a birthday.
0: Nice. That's a good person to share a birthday with. Meech, you said the other night you shared a birthday with someone. Who was it? Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty. There it is. There it is. I got to look it up and see if I share a birthday with any hockey players. I bet it's someone I can't fucking stand like Jack Johnson. Um.
1: Maybe, maybe it'll be fucking tom wilson piece of shit
0: yeah let's get to this all right let's get to this okay now i want to hear wilson. I, I agree i want to hear your thoughts dubs um i think
1: he's a piece of shit yeah I think he had it was <laughs> an obvious blatant <laughs> fucking nasty hit i think jacob vron is a piece of shit too he also yeah for that cross check himself. yeah like go he cross check his
0: face into the ice after yeah like you like what the fuck is that I yeah mean, i
1: was shocked no one was as mad at like People should have been just as mad at Verano as they were at fucking Wilson. Well, but anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Wilson just continues. This is his seventh suspension. I think it's his fourth.
0: Fourth? I'm pretty I sure mean, it's they, his fourth. I know Either which way, that's, that's three too dollars. many.
1: That's three too yeah. many. He's been fined over a million dollars in his career for hits and suspensions and all that shit.
2: Yeah. And... Just saying something because they can only—I mean, the new collective collective bargaining agreement—they can only be fined up to five Gs. So that's saying something that he's been fined that many Oh, I mean, times.
0: dude, like, I mean, okay. And here's the thing that I—I I really want to say, because let's be clear and unobjective about it. Where the hit happened on the ice is a high danger area for that to happen.
1: And you can see Carlo when he was coming in, he like braced
0: himself. But he's right. like, this now, is going to
1: fucking suck.
0: Yeah, but that being fucking said, anyone who's played hockey will tell you that if you're going in, in that area of the ice, you let up a little bit. Everybody fucking knows it. Even Brad Marchand fucking knows that. Like you just let up a little bit and Tom Wilson clearly doesn't. So he knows what he's doing. Did he intend to really hit him in the head as hard as he did? I'm not sure about that. I don't think we can really say that for sure. I think that's pure speculation. I don't think, but he regardless, cares. I think he exactly. intended
1: to hit and he doesn't care if it's, the that's exactly the where I was going. What.
0: It doesn't matter. He knew what he was. He knew the like potential consequences of what he was doing there and he did it. He's got a fucking history of it. And I mean, I've been on this fucking soapbox for years. I hate that guy. I like, you know, okay, he might be. Did you see Lavulet? Nice like, like, oh, oh my God. Can we talk it? about fucking Peter Lavulet? He almost fucking, like, he almost encouraged it. Yeah, He's no. He's like, oh, I yeah. don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, and okay, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he didn't get to see the replay before he spoke to the press, right? Sure. But also,
1: listen, Bernie, if that's the case, most coaches will just,
0: even if yeah. they did, they'll be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get a yeah, chance to yeah, exactly. see the replay. Yeah, exactly. I got to see the replay before leave. I comment listen, on Like, it. oh, yeah. no, I watched it. That was clean. What do you expect <laughs> from a fucking former Flyers coach, man? You know? Like fuck Ugh. it! Like it honestly. Like I'm getting mad talking about it right now because shit piss me off. And you know me. Like I'm not even a huge Bruins guy. I mean, I'll give them credit where credits do. They're a good team, but I'm not really a huge Bruins guy. But like to me, it was Let, like, dude, fuck this shit. Like
1: let's give Patrice Bergeron credit. His first season as captain after the well Tenorti a newly acquired defenseman went and beat the shit out of Wilson after not beat the shit out of him, but fought him. Yeah. took a
0: run at immediately after the hit. Him.
1: Yeah. He hit him a few times. And then while both of them were in the box, Bergeron scored on an absolutely beautiful goal where he had the entire it was, net open it was beautiful. and he still shot over the goalie just as a fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It and it was beautiful. Tips his hat to, or his helmet to Tenordi in the box smacks his stick on Wilson's box and then goes up to the Capitals bench in between the period to talk shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just. Stand up
1: for your teammates. Patrice yeah, Bergeron. Yeah, I'm Patrice Bergeron's here.
0: the man. But, like, the thing about the Tom Wilson saga, if you will, is I just. It bothers me because it's like, when is too, when is it too much? Like when are they gonna like really draw well, the line yeah. here? How many times you know? are you
1: gonna have him send people to the fucking hospital? Yeah, cause what yeah, the dude went to the, the
0: hospital, man, and it's like are we gonna just let this become a, a Donald Brashear situation again where the dude's career is potentially over, if not over? Like, it's just it's in and my they let opinion, Cook unacceptable. Do it. They let Rafi
1: Torres do it. Well, yeah, but... Tom Wilson do it.
0: Right, exactly. But you got to give credit because when Cook was doing his thing, his own team called him out on it and was like, this is unacceptable behavior. The thing that bothers me so much about that is... Oh, Vachkin had his back? Yeah, the whole team. The whole organization seems to be behind him on this. And it's just unacceptable. I really, like, I can't say much more than that because I'm going to get, like, legitimately fucking angry you know, like, it's just, I I fucking hate that guy. And, like, I'm sure he's not a bad person off the ice, but on the ice, that's a fucking fuck yourself, villain, buddy. dude. That's yeah. a fucking, I wish somebody would run on him like Reeves ran on him years ago. I, I remember that. And you know what, dude? The only people I've seen defending it are Caps fans. Reeves ran on somebody I've, last night. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see I that. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but he did. Yeah, I mean, he'll run on motherfuckers, run the jewels. Was, yeah, that guy is no joke yeah he's not a joke but the only people i've been seeing defending the tom wilson hit are the fans of the team and that says more than anything like right that just says all you need to say if the only people, hit are it the people on what happened the
1: team. like all of twitter blew up and was like oh fuck tom wilson
0: yeah he wasn't <laughs> <fucked it. Like, laughs>
1: just boston
0: And I was telling my homie the other night, before the hit even happened, I was telling my homie the other night, we were in Discord just like chatting and shit, and he's a Caps fan. And I was like, dude, if I was you, I wouldn't even want him on my team. And yeah, it might be a big hit. But like Tony D'Angelo is a perfect example. Like we had him on our team and he was a human piece of shit on the ice. Like he used like racial slurs, homophobic slurs, like all sorts of nasty shit on the ice and in the locker room. And when the team lost him, you know, it affected our defensive depth. Like it's a pretty big hit. But I was like, I don't care. Like, I'd rather not have you on my team. So it's just
2: like, Cavs fans do better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, let's... And I think in all sports, yeah, ahead, like, there's, there, there is a principle system that you have as a fan. Like, yes, can this person help me win? Like, I, it was rumored, and this is way off topic, but just as, yeah. as a for instance, yeah. that we would be in on Carlos Correa next year. I, I don't know a single Dodgers fan that would be okay with that. Like right not not only are you jettisoning the World Series MVP Corey Seager to do so but then you're bringing in Carlos Correa who has time and time again said so much shit about them stealing the World Series from us like it certain certain people just cannot be on certain teams also um, y'all
1: aren't you all like not going to be able to sign Seager how would you sign Correa
2: I mean, we could probably sign Seager if we want to. I don't think we will re sign him, though. I, I do think he will be gone. He's Scott Boris. So,
1: fucking Scott Boris. <laughs>
2: but you still have pieces of that 17 team signed. And I just, I don't think that that could be overcome. Him walking into the room. This is a front office that is diligently done work. They looked into Mookie and Joe Kelly before they brought both of them in to see if they played any, you know, even part in the Boston thing. Like this is like certain people just can't be on certain teams and they know that. And so it's stupid to even have that rumor out there. But at the end of the day, just to bring it back to the NHL thing, certain you have to have principles sometimes. I agree. Yeah. So absolutely. At some point you have to draw the line. It doesn't matter if this guy can help us or not.
0: Yeah, and that's basically like all I was getting at. You kind of summed it up perfectly. Like, you can, I understand, like, you want your team to win, but you've got to at some point just do the right thing and be like, nah, like, I don't want any part of this. All right, I'm going to step down off my soapbox real quick and uh, <laughs> we'll get to some football. How about it, boys?
1: Yeah, there's not much for football, but uh, one of the big stories going around was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he got his QB grade from Mel Kuiper. And he made Mel Kuyper's top five ever. The highest okay. top ten grades. So okay. we're going to go through some of them. All number right. ten, Josh Allen. <laughs> that one surprised me a little bit.
0: It, yeah, that's I, I'm kind of speechless.
1: But, yeah. I number mean, nine, it. He's doing great. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Fucking stud. All-around stud. Yeah, starts to come and then Ryan he Ryan Leaf, number eight. All-around bust. Yeah. Uh, 7 was Bledsoe, 6 was Andre Ware, who I, like I remember the name, but I couldn't tell you how long he played, how good he was. I know he is phenomenal in college though. Uh, Jim Kelly was 5, Trevor Lawrence came in at 4. Some real high praise for him, hearing the names he's over there. Number 3 was Peyton Manning, number 2 Andrew Luck, and number 1 John Elway.
0: So he's only behind Manning, Luck, and Elway. Correct. Wow. That's a lot of pressure.
2: Right? I don't know about that one. I do not know about that one. Yeah. Real
0: high grade.
1: Yeah, it is. Real
2: high grade. He wasn't even Chris Sims's first. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, I did see that. Chris Sims put um, Wilson over him, Your right?
2: boy. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah. see. And I mean, like, this is the problem with like those lists is like so many people are different, like in any sport. And it's just like, I don't know how you seriously you could take them, but it is still like I'd imagine if you're him a lot of pressure. I mean,
2: I don't know. Uh, you could not like. Uh, Jesus Christ, I just said his name. Oh, my God. Chris Johnny Sims. Lawrence. Yeah, I was gonna say no. Sims. you could not like Chris <laughs> Sims i think you have to give credence to his list because last year he or whenever whenever alan and uh the ravens court why am i can't why can i not speak names today hello you got it dog hello you
0: got it i believe (laughs) it's not much
2: different than every other day get that shit son i feel like this is super bad i don't know what the (laughs) fuck is going on here uh (laughs) <laughs> Little Michael,
1: Sarah, Jonah Hill action for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the funny thing uh, about my the back, Ravens' Jules. quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Jesus <laughs> Christ, uh, you know he had them ranked high when most She's people didn't. Like, and fucker. one's won an MVP, and one's now widely considered a top five quarterback in the league. So, like, I think you have to give credence to his list just for that sake. Um, yeah. Also, a lot of lot of people saying that Johnny Lawrence, John Lawrence, is a Johnald? 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 John, 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 John Johnald? I love it! T. Lawrence? Oh, shit!
0: Johnald Lawrence. Henceforth, he <laughs> shall be known as Johnald John Lawrence. Uh, Johnald T.
2: Isn't as to do as much um as far as talent wise than some of the other quarterbacks in the draft. We'll see. I mean, I. It's such a shit show every year, I feel like. Some pan out, some don't. Some are great in college, and they never right. pan out in the NFL. You can never really know. You just have to kind of do your work. And then, in all honesty, put a system around them where they will be successful. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's on you. Um, and, I mean, we've seen it with Lamar Jackson. They have put the system all around him. They have rebuilt their offense to right. be about him. So, like, you just have to do that if you want your quarterback to succeed. But we'll see. I always love the NFL draft. I get... Yeah. And for it every year. And I mean, that's that's an interesting point you make,
0: because it's funny how sometimes you like a team in, in most sports, they'll get a really high draft pick and it doesn't pan out. And sometimes you look at it and you kind of wonder, is it really their fault
2: or is it the team's fault? You know, that's, I mean, that's there's an interesting so many point. moving parts. Yeah. Any of the, the major league sports, like you said. Uh, but at that position, it's so hard if not everything's perfect. I mean, right? Just look. I mean, even look at like Patty Mahomes went somewhere else. You know, right? Would he be as successful? He has exactly. a great coach, a great offensive mind in Andy Reid. He has the talent around him. He has a good offensive line. Like, what if that guy goes somewhere else? Are we all talking about him the same way? And, yeah. And, the, and it's it's such a finicky position, the most important position in sports. And it's very dependent on who drafts you and how they put talent around you and what system they install around you. So it's it's very, very system-specific, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. But we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. I mean, Urban took that job, in my opinion, to draft him. So I don't know. You know, and Urban's a good offensive mind, so we'll we'll see what they do.
0: Yeah, around. I mean, that whole situation is going to be interesting as fuck. So, we'll be covering that a lot in the uh, coming months. I take it for sure. I'm I i can not wait for the draft. But
1: that's really all that's fucking out there right now is the draft and like mocks and fucking. Well, there's been a lot
2: of cuts in the NFL. We've seen um, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith got cut, um, and then restructuring. So, like, from what you hear about all of these NFL contracts, we're going to see a huge amount of veterans cut because the cap is going down and teams just don't have the room. Um, Offensive
1: linemen specifically.
2: Offensive linemen have been huge. Uh, The Chargers, Raiders, both rumored to be moving on from two of their offensive linemen. Um, But basically, one of the insiders was like, listen, we're either going to see people rework their deals, which we've seen. Uh, Kelsey got a new deal that restructured part of their cap. Brandon Graham got a new deal for the Eagles. Um, and then we saw uh, people like uh, Cam Jordan restructure his deal with the Saints. So, like, we're seeing a ton of restructuring. And basically the insider, I can't even remember who it is. I've been looking at so much stuff. But basically they said – you're either going to see these people cut or have reworked deals so that they make it feasible for the team to, you know, work with the diminished cap this year. So not too many cap casualties yet. Um, the bills actually re-signed Micah Hill and Andre Smith. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's all just pending doom, basically. Is yeah. I was, I was literally
0: teams. about to say the doom is coming. So uh, you guys want to talk about the UFC over the weekend? I'd love
1: to, because it was a
0: fucking weird event. All right. Now, before weird we get into this, let me just say that I missed all the preliminary fights. I only saw the you know, the main fight. So that's all I can really speak on. So walk me so, through what happened here, because I know something crazy through, happened, right? Yeah,
1: that's some ridiculous shit. So the okay. third, there are three title fights. Uh, Amanda Nunes defended her, her featherweight belt against Megan Anderson. She won, no problem, nothing weird there. In we'll the skip. first, right? Yes, just yeah, dominant. I uh, mean, she
2: uh, was like, I think I looked on pre-bets because I was going to throw it out. I was like, she can't lose. I'm going to throw down money. She does. She lose. was, she was negative a thousand, like, which is just astronomical odds like yeah. you just don't bet if that's the odds yeah. and i didn't i just i just held my money because there's nothing to be gained from that and there's everything to be lost from it right
1: yeah nunez is the female goat and one of the goats all around she is a fucking legend but then we skip we'll skip the co-main and get to the main event Blahovic fought undefeated israel adesanya for the light heavyweight championship Adesanya is the middleweight champion, but that belt was not on the line. It was just the 205 title. Uh, that one went to decision. Plachovic got the win, giving Adesanya his first loss in MMA and the UFC. And we'll get to the fucking weird one, which was Pieter Jan defending his bantamweight belt against Aljamain Sterling. There was a intentional knee to a downed Aljamain Sterling, which led to a Peter Jan disqualification. Uh basically they checked on a concussed Aljamain Sterling for a while. He couldn't get back to his feet. They couldn't continue the fight. And he was rewarded the belt, to which he was he looked devastated and spiked the belt on the ground before crying in the octagon. So clearly wasn't happy with the result either way. There's gonna be a rematch, but I I don't know what Peter Jan was thinking. You can't be a downed opponent like that. It's day one fucking rules. And uh, Jan is relatively new. He's one of those UFC champions that is a beast and hardcore fans know him and know him well. But he's one of the champions that the UFC is struggling to market to, you know, the casual audience. Right. And this was supposed to be one of those fights that got his name out there and it did that but for the wrong reason
2: right yeah And not any publicity is good publicity pl- yeah. publicity jeez you got there right you got there
1: <laughs> we made it out
2: <laughs> yeah, me, almost yeah. Was able i mean to I, speak just, English at I just i just watched it is always
1: darkest before the dawn i just watched <laughs> it and it's it's pretty brutal man bro he needs him straight in the fucking face he, yeah like, like pulls his head face. into it yeah, I mean, and there's footage, and apparently, Khabib was he was there and told uh, daniel Cormier that in Russian, the Jan's corner told him to knee. Oh no! Because there, you can hear the audio. Of their head coach is in the front, and he's saying, "Just punch, just punch, just punch." And then you can see the dude in the back, like, his mask moves. And you can hear, you know, Russian, obviously. Right. And then as soon as he lands the knee, he's like, they all, like, start cheering yes, except for the head coach who was saying, just a punch.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. I don't know what went on there. Some weird shit. Yeah. But there's going to be a rematch regardless.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can imagine winning a title fight like that has got to feel shitty
1: when he went to his knees you could hear him say something about this is not how i wanted to win my first or something like that
0: yeah that's that's fucking sad man i feel yeah. for you, you well.
1: could, just the look on his face he was devastated everyone's saying ojman sterling was acting mm-hmm. like to get the fight canceled not the fucking case yeah. dude is a warrior he's been sleeping on his couch <clears> on you've a seen bed the hit. for
2: fucking years
1: if like you he, see,
2: the, if you saw the hit, I don't, th- I don't know how you could think he's acting there. He, I mean, that's literally uh, yeah, say a finisher. strike right he, to the fucking head. Yeah, I mean, so get over here.
0: Yeah, he I mean, yeah. finished
1: his ass. Yeah, it's uh, like the X-ray moves on Mortal. I Kombat. mean, and, and
2: let alone like we've
0: talked about this before in episodes. Like every athlete of any kind has a really high compete level to the point where like if they're injured, they'll still want to play. Like to the detriment of their and own, and especially
1: health. your adrenaline's kicking. Too.
0: Yeah, like I, I highly doubt that he would be acting. Just like that's, I don't. know, That's that's bro. Not literally, a you go
1: through the comments on the UFC's picture of him with the oh. belt. it's
0: all dude. Acting when I while you guys were year, talking, give him an
1: Emmy. Blah blah. blah like, when you,
0: when you guys were talking, and I went to Google the footage. Like one of the first videos that popped up was like a doctor who was like, "Is he acting?" And it's just like, come on, man. Like it's, I've been punched in the face, it hurts bad enough. Like I've been elbowed in the face, as I've discussed on the show. It hurts bad enough. Like getting kneed quote, in the fucking I just head.
1: remember his elbow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh, what a day. That That's just, what Sterling's that gonna say one. about Yarns.
1: I just remember his knee.
0: Yeah. Right? Alright, well, anything else you boys want to talk about?
1: Nah, that'll do it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening to this episode. Follow us on all the social media. It's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all stone sports podcast. Also on Spotify. We're out of here. Say goodbye, boys. Peace. Deuces. Lighten.